the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast. I am Jessica and as always I'm joined by Craig and Andy. Hello. Evening folks. We are ready to share with you lots of gaming happenings in the last week, what we've been up to and what we've been playing. We will also be delving into our game club game for February and discussing that. So whatever you may be doing and wherever you may be listening from, let your ears be entertained. Written reviews and news is posted on our website, puredeadgaming.com, and you can chat to us on Twitter or Instagram at puredeadgaming. Over to you boys, we have a couple of things to carry over from last week, don't we? Yeah, but before we get into that, uh, I posted two Let's Plays yesterday, and I see you didn't plug them in the intro. What's that about? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to say? No? (laughs) Explain yourself? No comment. Fucking Craig also did two Let's Plays on YouTube. Head over there if you want to watch them. (laughs) Zero support. (laughs) Unbelievable. What do you think of that, Andy? Shocking. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. We're all all part of the same team. Apparently not. (laughs) Pulling in three different directions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye, there's been lots of uh, lots of chatter and stuff around some of the topics discussed last week. As promised, I got in touch with Stabby Andy from last week, who had uh, come at me viciously with the knife. So I gave him a text just to kind of get his take on things, not uh, to implicate him and. and police circumstances or anything but so his recollection is that he came at me with a knife I grabbed him and tried to grab the knife and then when he tried to pull the knife away that's when it cut me which to be fair in reflection does ring a bell I mean it was you're talking 20 years ago I mean like we're like 15 years old so he's still wielding a knife though (laughs) Oh, it's still stabbing someone with a knife. Yeah. He can, he can. I mean, a spade's a spade. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it was meant to be in sort of humorous circumstances. Is that right? In jest. Mm-hmm. I well, I did say to him. I said, "Were you planning to stab me?" <laughs> and, and he's he did say, "I don't think so." That's comforting. Again, there was a sort of tone of I, I think from him like. Am I, I, am I, I am I going anything. to implicate myself here? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was it was funny actually because I was remembering back to that day and I was like the whole day was just a complete balls up from the start because when I got back from the hospital that night, I went out with, my, with a few friends and we were I don't know why I didn't remember this last week but we were walking along the main road in our our hometown. And I was obviously discussing with the guys I was with, I can you believe he fucking stabbed me? Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I was with, who will remain nameless, because he could be implicated as well, thought it would be funny to say, ah, oh, well, your day could have been worse. Saved your life. And you know that thing when you push someone, but you grab onto them? Yeah. I was standing right at the side of the road. And when he did this, he pushed me and sort of half grabbed onto me, but I still took a step onto the road. And as I did, a bus went by. <laughs> right and I'm not joking you know that way when something like that goes by really fast and you can almost feel the wind from it like oh, yeah. pulling you in especially with a bus yeah, this thing grazed my ear right <laughs> I, this was so close to me getting hit and I, I just froze completely froze and when I turned back round 
every bit of colour had drained from his face aye. because he realised he, realized he how nearly, close it was. aye, that he nearly murdered me. <laughs> Took your lug off. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. I, I totally forgot about that last week, but that was one of the potential worst days ever. <laughs> Stabbed on a knife and hit by a bus. That was just a Tuesday. If it ends in your death, it's pretty much the worst day ever. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine that? You used to be doing this podcast yourselves just now. It would definitely be pure dead gaming. <laughs> <laughs> we also got a question on Twitter at uh, one point during the week saying... How the basically on the stories we've been telling from the bakery so far, how did we not get sacked? Yeah, I don't think Robbie found out about much of this stuff though. Like Robbie was the guy that owned Aye. the bakery. Uh, I just don't think he. I mean, a lot of it happened when he left. Oh, we made sure of that. Aye. Yeah. So when you were unsupervised, you mean? Pretty much because yeah. we were unsupervised for quite a bit. I was brave leaving us alone, but I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, a lot of it was he wasn't there like I can't remember what I said what, to explain the blood I think I just had to blood. basically say I was an idiot and grabbed the wrong end of a knife or something what, like that workplace you know I mean? accident it's not as if it's the type of place that had uh, logs for that sort of stuff no. you wouldn't log it in a book no definitely I don't even think not. it was a first aid kit yeah and at 15 year old you probably weren't thinking oh I could sue for you know a workplace accident no yeah. I wish I had thought that I'd have loved to sue that guy <laughs> But when you see when you're saying about has been left alone, like I remember one time, I'm sure I've told you a story before, but uh, we used to play five aside, uh, just in a five aside league. So I always worked on the Wednesday when we would so I'd do the four to six shift, and then we would play football after. So a few of the boys would come down and they would sit in the bakery while I finished my shift, and one of the guys was barred from entering the premises from being sacked previously. Uh, so he did sack some folk. It took a lot, but if you chased him with a brush up the street in broad daylight, <laughs> uh, you got banned from the building, yeah. So yeah, do it. Uh, there was one day that we were sitting, so I used to, the, the guys used to come in and I used to stick the oven on and make a few sausage rolls and make everyday dinner before we went and played football. So A nice nutritious dinner before you I, exercised good. I, we took it out and put cheese in it so it wasn't because the sausage was bogging so we would take the sausage out and put cheese in but where are all these bakery skills that you had then why, why does that not you know why do I not get any nice meals now I retired no. we all retired <laughs> at 15 at uh, 15 a long illustrious career <laughs> He yeah. had access to all the equipment back then. <laughs> right, that's it. You need, you need the right Yeah, you knife. need the right tools for the job. <laughs> so there was one time I remember him pulling up outside and me thinking, shit, uh, you need to hide. So the guy, I, I can't remember if it was the one that was barred, but one of the guys went, oh, and ran into the changing room and hid behind, went in the toilet and hid behind the door. So the toilet door was open. Okay. So the first thing the boss came in, Talked to us for a minute and then went, oh, I need to have a push before I leave. I thought, oh my God. He's, because I knew he was in there. Mm -hmm. So luckily he just walked in, done the toilet with the door open <laughs> with, with one of my mates behind the door. Oh my God. And then came back out and left. Like, see if he'd been needing a shite. He'd have turned around, trousers at the ankles, shut the door and then seen a guy standing behind the door. Mm -hmm. That would end. Mm, he's the type of guy that might not shut the door, though. That's the thing. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Actually, he might not shut the door, just, but uh, just sit there and legs, legs akimbo. Regardless, that could have ended 
really, really badly, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Another thing, though, when I was talking to Andy as well, Stabby Andy, because mm-hmm. he was the one that was with me that time when you got locked in the, the changing room. Oh, yeah. He was saying, just because this ties back into games, that apparently his recollection is that the reason that he thought it would be extremely funny on that particular night to lock you in was because we'd been working for the last two hours mm-hmm. and you had been apparently really excited about some PlayStation game that had just come out and you'd just <laughs> bought it. So you'd banged on for like two hours about, I can't wait to get home and play this game. Oh, right. And so that's why it was even funnier when right. you locked you in. I don't know if it probably, I mean, see back then it would have been probably what, Pez? Nah, maybe it was probably. maybe when the new Pez had come out. Mm-hmm. And because you'd I don't spent, remember this, but it I sounds plausible. I don't either, but as soon as he said that, I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense because you had been like, "Oh, I just can't wait to get home and play this," and he was uh, like, "That would be even funnier." Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he has an asshole. In fact, one more thing before we go away from Andy, he did send in three. I asked him if he had any questions for the podcast. Right. So clearly, he's incapable of sending anything sensible. But he th- he sent in these three questions, which I'll read out. Are they gaming related? No. Right, of course. Of course not. No, they're all puns and all punchlines. First one, have you ever sent a message to the wrong person by mistake? I text my mum once. I can't wait to see you tonight so I can bury my face in those tatas. That would have been awful if I had sent it to the wrong person. Which, for we Andy, might actually be a true story. Second one, and he says he actually wants an answer to this. What if a synchronised swimmer drowns, do the rest of the swimmers have to drown as well? I would say aye. If they're going for 10 out of 10, I aye, suppose. You've got to love the gimmick. Mm-hmm. And the third one, what colour does a smurf turn when they're choking on something? Uh, Black. Stay blue. <laughs> Bluer. Uh-huh. Purple? Purple's probably a good shout, actually. Purple, it's, 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 a, it's a smurf weakness because you can't tell when they're... You know, because they just stay blue, so you can't tell from their face that they're choking. The the one the one weakness of being a smurf. Mm-hmm. Aye, so that, there you go, Andy. You've had your you've had your three minutes of fame. <laughs> That's the last we'll be getting questions for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it will be. He was very excited when he found the podcast today. <laughs> 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 he'll be making his way through the back catalogue as we speak. And I'm sure he'll have a lot of, a lot to say. Okay, so the other uh, piece of follow-up from last week we had was I'd spoken to Mark, who was the little prick that threw the curry powder in my eyes back when we did the hardcore title. I was asking if he had any more details on it because I just can't remember that much. And when I told him about it, he thought it was fucking hilarious that he'd hurt me and nearly blinded me. But then he remembered that because it had worked out so well when he'd half blinded me, he tried to do it again, but this time he, he had pepper on him. And pepper. he tried to throw it at our friend Chris, but when he threw it, there was a gust of wind, and so the pepper went everywhere. It went into Chris's eyes, and it also went into his own eyes, like an idiot. And apparently the two of them were stoting about the street, like, <laughs> unable to see... <laughs> Like, I mean, I don't think it was a busy road, but the two of them were literally like wandering about the street, holding their eyes, and someone had to come out. The, I think someone was like coming <laughs> the, out the house, the going, "You're right, <laughs> The Great Pepper Incident of <laughs> two thousand and one, or whatever it was. 
So, oh, God. Uh, I see he's an idiot. Hello, Mark, <laughs> when you're listening. And I'd just been thinking about it. I'd, I'd text a few different friends of ours that were involved in this thing, and I was trying to find out a bit, I was trying to find out how it ended because I know it, it escalated to a point where it had I to mean, end. Who ended it? I when it had to end before somebody got really hurt, but I couldn't find. No one I've spoke to so far remembers who had it last, how it ended. But when I spoke to Terry, he does remember the last time I had it because right. obviously, think Terry thinks it's really funny when something bad happens to me. So we used to drink at my friend Jamie's house. We used to all go there. Every time before a night out, you'd go there, you would get plastered, and then you would walk into the town and get plastered even more. So one day, me and Terry are walking down the street to Jamie's house. Just regular day, you get a bottle of vodka on the way. Every time, we would pick a bottle of vodka each. So we're, two of us are walking... Terry's favourite. Yep. So the two of us are walking down the street, bottle of vodka in hand each, walking down, and all of a sudden, I just see Jamie come out of his house. And then he just starts running full pelt. And he's twice the size of me, this guy. Running towards me at full pelt. And you know that way where you're just sitting thinking, he's getting closer. He's getting closer, but you just don't think to react. Hmm. He speared me over a wall into a garden and then just pinned me when I was like lying in like a mound of dirt. <laughs> But I never managed. I never smashed a bottle of vodka. I managed to hold on to the vodka. But this woman came out of her house. What's going on? What are you doing? No I was wonder. like, it's a hardcore title situation. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to borrow a shirt off him to go out because I was wearing a white shirt no, and he absolutely leathered me. So that was the last time I had it. Terry, great pleasure in recalling that that time. But after that, I don't know what happened. I to don't it. remember either. No, I, I feel like know. I'm going to have to start adding like a disclaimer to this podcast. I don't try like, this at home. Yeah. Like the like, wrestling. <laughs> the stories we tell, you know, may be true, but please don't try and replicate them or... See, to be fair though, we've all calmed down. Like, I would say, like, certainly me and you, Andy, we're pretty civilised now, aren't we? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely civilised, yeah. Well, you're yeah. a father of two. Exactly. So. But, yeah. well, see, to be fair, see when we, we've been together nearly 11 years now and see when we first got together mm-hmm. we used to go to the pub and you used to say how is it that you know everybody in this place <laughs> remember yeah. we, couldn't, we couldn't go we used to go to like a gig in Glasgow and I would still bump into somebody I knew yeah. it was cause of ridiculous incidents like this that mm-hmm. people remember mm-hmm. but since I've had kids I've been more in hiding rebuilding my <laughs> reputation slowly mm-hmm. and I'm almost there yeah. Until I've rebrought this up on a podcast and set mm. myself back about five years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's some clarifications from last week. But it's time for the main event now, what we teased last week. Andy, would you like to tell us what happened to you outside Elliot's one night? <laughs> what age would you have been when this happened? I'm terrible with stuff like that. Like what age I was when stuff happens. 14, 15? Must have been in like third or fourth year or something like that. So what would that be? 14. 14, 15. Do you you remember the space place? Oh, I love the space place. Right. So for for the listeners, the space place was like a teenage kind of hangout 
Can yeah, I join? It was like a kind of youth centre, and it. Aye, that's better described. It. Aye, drinking spot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pretty much. I mean, you couldn't drink inside, but that's why it was so busy outside. Aye, yeah. I was busy outside, and it was inside, yeah, and then the inside was legless as well. Yeah, because you'd go out and have a drink, and then go back in, and there would usually be live music and stuff like that. Yeah. So obviously, a lot of people congregated to this place at the weekend, and back then, I was a bit of an idiot, obviously. Uh, back then back then and I just my my job in life was to make folk laugh right so I just done anything to try and make folk laugh and it didn't matter if I put myself in harm sometimes to do it see to be fair though you did a cracking job of it ah this is this is a belter (laughs) so basically I remember it was raining that night as well which contributes towards what happened a little bit so uh, everybody's kind of like winding up for the end of the night we're, we're walking people back to the train station so we're walking through Main Street and there's a, a like a nice restaurant called Elliot's um, and it's got like glass windows people can see you right outside the street you can see you in you know what I mean so I just remember for a laugh what I would uh, thought to do was start running over the top of cars oh so I know I don't like know. On the main road, like this is a, this is road. this is the main road of <laughs> the town. Yeah, this is the main the main road at like of the town. Nine ten o'clock at night, I presume. Pretty like, much. Yeah. Pretty peak much. Time peak, for peak people. Time. Yeah. Okay. Peak time, and there's cameras outside the and everything. Of course there is. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realise that. So I'm running over the top of cars, and I must have ran over about three cars. So bang, running over one, jump onto the next one, bang. So moving cars where people are in them. No, no, no these cars. are parked. Oh, okay, thank these you. are parked. Sorry, okay. I'm not doing like parkour. <laughs> I'm doing he's, flips and stuff. He's not an extra in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> no. Uh, but basically, look what happened. I got to the last car, and uh, I, I, I slipped, and I went through the back window, oh. arse first. So I like, kind of twisted and just went bang and my arse went right through this window so I'm like half in the car a big arse print in the window because I'm literally like hanging out of the car trying to get back out of it glass but I'm like stuck shredded his arse oh, glass was stuck in my leg didn't fit. I found that out the next morning in the shower there was like a shard of glass in my leg oh my uh, but basically that happened and I just I, I bolted it was like a cartoon with my legs just going before they even hit the ground you know what I mean <laughs> uh, and I just remember like like bolting it all the way home uh, and this is this is the best bit though right? <laughs> this is, that's not even like the bit that's, I love that story this is, this is the bit you know what I mean because that's this because some... you, you thought you were getting away with it you thought right oh, I thought I was I made an, I've literally made an arse of it aye <laughs> but there's no. You didn't know there was cameras, so you thought I've, I'm away with this. Oh, unless, unless somebody uh, on the scene grasses me up, it's all good. I, I thought I'm fine. You know what I mean? So that was like on the weekend, obviously. And this sums my luck up. You know what I mean? During school, you know what I mean? There was like pretty much I would get caught for living. So we got to school, and then I started hearing. We got to the common room, and then that's when I started hearing like, on the Monday morning, basically. Uh, People were like, do you hear what happened outside Elliot's? And I was like, aye, aye, some guy fell through. And I was like, oh, fucking, I was like putting my head down, kind of going, oh, shit. Uh, but then I heard, <laughs> then I heard somebody going like, oh, do you hear what happened to Mrs. Robinson's car? <laughs> right, and I just, just going to fill you in on who Mrs. Robinson is. She happened to be my art teacher at the oh, time. No. Right, so basically I heard somebody going, do you hear what happened to Mrs. Robinson's car? And I just like kind of perked my head up and went, 
like a wee meerkat the ears went up and I went because you didn't even know she stayed in Presswick no well I think she was just outside or in Elliot's oh right I, she might have stayed in Presswick but I think she was in Elliot's ah see and I that's why that car was there uh, so like my ears went up and I'm like huh and then they went aye somebody fell through a back or somebody put a brick or something through a back window of a car outside Elliot's on Saturday night and I'm like Oh my god, of all the fucking luck. I fell through a car window and it just happens to be my art teachers. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm literally I'm I'm sat there like kinda of shaking myself going, Oh, what what the fuck am I gonna do here? What what can I do? You know what I mean? So like, all day I'm deliberating to myself, what, what's the way out of this? <laughs> but at this point no one knows it was you. Nobody knows it was me, but okay. I kinda of felt as if like because I actually kinda of liked Mrs. Robinson, she was nice. Uh, and she was always kind of like nice to me so until this incident <laughs> she was all right though that's the thing you know, i mean i actually went i went up to the the staff room and i, I remember like i was knocking on the door and i'm like i can i speak to mrs robinson please and i remember the teacher was like aye, 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 okay uh, mrs robinson there's andrew hamilton's here to see you uh, and i was like oh uh, hi mrs robinson and i didn't know how to start it so i just kind of went uh, you know how like your car's kind of broken <laughs> <laughs> uh, aye that was me and, and, and she just kind of started laughing she thought I was joking because I would like, have a laugh with her and stuff like uh, that she, she thought I'd come up during my break you know what I mean to have a laugh like that and I went no no it was it, it was it was me I'm really really sorry and then her, just, her face dropped you know what I mean and it's just like of all the luck and then I remember as well, like, because what she done for me was she, she told the insurance company that it was somebody put a brick through it. Right. So it meant, like, she, it meant I only had to pay, like, the excess. I was going to say, you did have to pay, didn't you? I had to pay the excess, which was fair enough. That was you know, nice of That her. was really, they didn't have to do that, right? But I just remember, and this is regrettable, she came into the common room and kind of pulled me out to tell me obviously what it was going to be and how much it was going to cost and stuff but I'd literally just found a Hello Kitty uh, transfer tattoo and I'd put it in my cheek (laughs) as you do (laughs) right so I'm literally (laughs) she's literally telling me this news this serious news of uh, so it's going to cost like £400 which is a lot of money for a kid back Aye. then mm-hmm. even though like we did work at the bakery but it's still a lot of money and is she saying Andrew I'm concerned you're not taking this seriously or <laughs> not no that's the thing it wasn't mentioned that's it made it even more kind of awkward is the fact that I've got this in my face we both know it's on my face but nobody's mentioning it you know what I mean it's a serious conversation of I am I'm in a I appreciate that. I'll get the money to you as, as soon as I can. Do you mind if I pay it up over a couple of weeks or whatever? And I've got this fucking Hello Kitty <laughs> transfer tattoo stuck in my cheek. The kitty <laughs> was the elephant in the room. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty much the earlier story. That's yeah. just my luck, though. I love that story. I just I couldn't believe it was uh, my art just car. It was a luck. You I know. know. What I mean, see one. See one of these days, we're going to get the the school one off you as well. The what one? when you came through the roof uh, well tell, tell that one next week well, another, <laughs> another teaser how exciting <laughs> okay shall we maybe move on to some gaming related discussions now uh, there were no corrections as of last week so we we think we we spoke about all the news accurately 
You know that or nobody's dug us up, yeah. but that's that's yeah. a two-week streak. Good, woohoo. Like fucking Goldberg soon. Indeed. <laughs> so what we've been playing... Andy, do you want to go first? I have been playing the Mafia Definitive Collection, Edition. Edition, yep. Yeah, I went, but I've got that through Boomerang Rentals, so I gave that a go. And it's weird, because the first one... I think the first one's the only one they remastered. I don't think they remastered the second they one. Brought I out, thought they did. They brought out the second one again, but it was pretty much... There's not much different about it. No. Like, they, they did... See, when they announced it, they brought out... It, I can't even remember what the second one was called. I think it was called Mafia 2 Remastered, but it's basically the same game, except it works on a PlayStation 4, because before it only worked on PS3. Ah, and see, to be honest, actually, yeah. it ran worse on PS4. I don't know how they managed to pull that off, but they did. It's, it's weird, because, like... Because they remastered the or totally rebuilt the first one. Ah, the first one looks amazing. Looks amazing. Aye, and, and the plays, second one doesn't look as good. No, it was strange because I played the first one, then I went to the second one, and I was going to skip the third because I've kind of played that. Oh, was it, the, was it the trilogy you got through? Aye, aye, aye you right. get them all. Um, so, so is it two you're on just now? Well, I, I, I still, gave up with two because it, it, it still looks all right for like a 10-year-old game, but it plays like an old game, so the controls are really weird like buttons are in places you wouldn't think they were and it just doesn't play very well and it's weird playing the first one and that feels like a new game even though that's the first game it is very weird that i play the first one and it looks like a next gen game and then you go to the second one and it looks worse and then yeah. the third one then looks better and it's it like plays totally out of whack well. and the third one i mean it plays decent it looks good but it's like we mentioned last week it's quite repetitive Aye. and i was never I had no intention of playing that game, really. No. It's not a game I think most people would go back to. So you've pretty much got the trilogy for to play through the, the, the remaster, the, sorry, the which is worth remake it. of the first one. Yeah, uh, which is worth it, because the first one, I think a lot of people remember it, I never even played it. Uh, so that's a good I was, opportunity I, like for us to play week, it. Like I hadn't, I hadn't played it before. The story's really good. It's that kind of style that we were talking about last week as well, where the city is basically just there to supplement the story yeah. so it's literally going from story mission to story mission that's that's it but that's not a bad thing that's cool It's it plays like a mafia movie you know what I mean it's it's pretty awesome actually Yeah, really, it's an enjoyable game and it, it's quite lengthy as well I'm mm-hmm. surprised at how uh, especially with having no other content really apart from a story mode um, you get a good amount of hours out of it did you get to the end of Mafia 1? aye, aye I completed it yeah right it's not been out that long, so I'm going to give a spoiler warning. For So if you don't want spoilers for Mafia 1, I would say jump forward a minute and a half while we discuss this. But see, did you like the ending? Mm-hmm. See, I did too, but because I'd never played the first game before, when it was the build-up, see, obviously you're... it's been told through the main character explaining his story to the police uh-huh. in that... Uh, and a diner I the whole way through it I was really hoping that it was going to be a sort of Kaiser Sose type thing where he was telling this story and all then they're going to try and get me and then at the end he slips out and it turns out that he was the guy in charge all along and he's told this story to the cops and then he slipped away undetected and the whole time I was thinking god that would just be the perfect ending to this and like even though the ending was good i was like 
Oh, I'm so it's so not oh, well, disappointing, you but like the the guy that shot him is the the guy from the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's really cool. Like mm. like I say, it was a good ending, but I just cause I'd built this up in my head, I was like, oh, I really hope it ends like this. I was like not disappointed, but I was like, I wish I could have wrote the ending to this game because mm. <laughs> I thought that would have been really cool. And to be fair, the first one, the first game wouldn't have been that long after that film either, so. It would have sort of tied in, but I know it was it was really cool, uh, really cool game. game. So you've been you just been playing that, or you've been playing anything else on uh, Valhalla? Still, still in Valhalla. I don't think I'm, Valhalla ever ends. No, <laughs> but the thing is, I'm not in any way bored of it yet. It's still really, really a lot of fun, and uh, I think my save file says I'm about eight hours in, and I'm not even anywhere near completing it. You know what I mean? Uh, you got a lot of value for your money with that game, definitely. I, re- but, I really want to get back to it. I just, hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'm not going to be working as much and I, yeah. I really do want to play a lot more of it. Like, I, I'm about 15 hours in and it's something that... Yeah, I've when I, it. When I, put, when I put it down, I was happy enough to put it down because I was so excited for Cyberpunk, but see now, I'm like, I'm really in the mood to play it mm-hmm. again, but I just haven't had the time, but hopefully... Soon I'll be. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a case on the podcast. By the time you stop talking about it, I'll start talking. Fuck, <laughs> 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 we'll we suck it. How about you, Craig? Uh, I have managed a couple of games this week. Despite having finished the review for the game, I have been playing through bits and pieces of Little Nightmares Two on Xbox, just because, for some bizarre reason, our daughter four-year-old daughter thinks the game is brilliant doesn't she yeah when she got home from nursery today she wanted to put it on but i know that because you've been playing with her like i just thought i I better not but um oh no feel free i've already completed the game and i'm having to play it again i mean it's 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 got horror elements in it you know what i mean like it's not it's well, have you got to play it for her, and she's looking at watches. Yeah, but she said, she said to me, "It's okay. You can get the laptop and watch a video, and it tells you what to do, Mum." <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's not jump scares. It's just it's unsettling horror, mm. and but she loves that stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, she loves the Adams family, and it's very. Loves, I'm trying to think what else she likes. It's kind of. Little Nightmares yeah. is very kind of Tim Burton esque, mm. and she she just really likes that kind of stuff. So what's I, the film with Tim? What's the film? It's uh, Jack. The you know the film that's the it's the animated film with Tim Burton. Yeah, I can't oh, remember the, the name of it. Fuck is the name of it? She would love that though. She loves that kind of style. I know exactly what you're t- thinking of, and I can't think of the name of it. Right. Well, we'll not sit here in silence thinking about it. I'll look it up while you talk <laughs> you look about it. Up while it. <laughs> so yeah, so she's she's just really enamoured with this game, but she'll have the odd shot. Like she can, she's getting better with the controller and stuff now. She's just turned four, so she's not an avid gamer like our son is, mm-hmm. who's about to turn seven. But the nightmare before Christmas. That's it. Mm-hmm. She would, she would she love, would love that. that. I refuse to watch that before Christmas, though. So when you have to watch Christmas films around Christmas time, like a regular human, but <laughs> no Home Alone in April, that kind of thing. But uh, so yes, yeah, I, I do give her the controller occasionally, and she'll she can do a wee bit and piece bits and pieces. But as soon as it gets to anything that's 
even remotely difficult. Like, and it's not difficult, but just aye, just a challenge. Aye, aye, she gives the controller to me. Like, she's more interested in watching it than she is uh, playing experience. it. Uh, the experience. So I've been dipping into that with her. Uh, I have also played a little bit of Retromania Wrestling, which isn't out on console yet, but the PC version has released. There's a Let's Play, it's one of the Let's Plays I did the other day on YouTube, so if you want to see my initial impressions of it, you can watch that video. That would be nice. But it's good. I, I like it. It's way more difficult than it needs to be. It's... It's going to be a sort of pick-up-and-play game. It's not a game that I will play day in, day out. It's not a game that I would play for long stretches. It's the kind of game you pick up for 20 minutes, half an hour, and then put back down. Like It's it's based off an arcade game, so I feel like that's almost the way it's intended. It's it's not something that I would play for a couple of hours at a time. It's very button-mashy as well, so eventually your, your fingers just get sore, <laughs> smashing the buttons, mm. especially when you can't get a move in because it's that hard. <laughs> but... It's good presentation. I think the story mode looks quite cool, and what I've played so far has been positive. But it's what I expected. It's it's not going to trouble any game of the year nominations or anything like that. But it's a good game, and it's it's really impressive what a small team has managed to create. So I do like it. Another game, actually, this is from a small team as well, but I'm mega impressed with is another game that I did a small let's play for, which is called Hot Brass. I had never heard of this game before. I don't even know if the team... The team's called Walk With Kings, which is a pretty cool development team name. Mm -hmm. I don't know... I didn't even get time to check to see if they've made anything before, but this game is fucking badass. It's like a SWAT tactical shooter. And so you're basically going in to... There'll be like a a hostage situation and you've got to go into a house you've got to like breach and clear all the rooms and you've got so if you burst into a room and there's someone that's armed you've got you can try and talk them down but then if they get hostile you can tase them you can shoot them if you manage to scream at them to talk them down then you can handcuff them and you've got to kind of go through and clear all the rooms it's so cool when you look at it at first it looks quite simple because instead of making it's top down and instead of making any character models they have like each character is just like a circle but don't let that fool you because it's not simplistic like the actual environments are really detailed it's obviously just been a development choice they haven't made characters and i think part of that is so that you can tell what the enemies are thinking because if they're green then they're compliant if they're orange, then they're, they have to be sort of talked down or you can annoy them to turn red. And if they're red, they're hostile. So I think it was just a development choice to make it easier to know what's going on in the game at a moment's notice. But it's really, really cool. At the moment, it's only out on PC. I've reached out to the developer to see if they're going to bring it to console because it's it's so cool. I feel like it's something that Everyone should give a shot. I, I really, I'm really, really impressed with it. What sort of price point is it? It's only nine pound. Okay. I think the actual price of it's eleven pound, but there's a it's just out and there's like a twenty percent discount in the first week. So I would definitely recommend checking this out. Like it's, I saw a few reviews and every single one of them has been really, really high. It's a really fun game. And the last thing I've been playing was the demo for Outriders. 
which is a new third person sort of I think it's going to be kind of live service but it's just like a third person action game where's uh, the demo where's the demo on uh, it's on I think it's only in next is it only in next gen oh right I don't know actually I, I should have probably checked that I, I mean I played it on PlayStation 5 but it might I, I think it actually is last gen as well mm, this will be one for the corrections next week yeah <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, but Let's well, check. you check it. Certainly, it's on Xbox, PlayStation, uh, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox, and then Stadia as well. Right. Ah, well, it's it's on everything. But the cool thing that they've done here is, I, I suspect that their pre-order numbers were really soft because it's due out in about a month. And so what they did was they've put out they call it a demo, but it's basically the first three hours of the game. Right, that's a hell of a demo. Aye. So you get to play the first three hours, and then if you choose to buy the game, your progress carries over. And what, so what's the game then? What's the... Is it's, it open world or like linear? Or? It looks like it's... I don't know. <laughs> like, I played maybe 45 minutes of it. It's, it's got a cool story, though. Like, it starts off where you land on this other planet and you've been I think it was like 75 years you've been like cryogenically frozen and it's because Earth basically became inhabitable so you've landed on that, you're a soldier and you've landed on this planet and you have to go and see if it's inhabitable Mm -hmm. and you quickly find out that there's issues and then time fast forwards again and there's civil war going on like fast forwards another like 20 years or something like that and there's civil war going on on this planet now because the other people that you'd brought with you feel like they were lied to by your so like your soldier base because they yeah. said that this place would be okay so and then you start to get different powers and stuff like that as i was sort of finishing off like i'm definitely going to go back to it it's it's rough as a demo i suppose but there was some issues with people like talking over each other which clearly shouldn't have been happening during cutscenes and there's like an odd there's like some strange stuff where the game will switch to a cutscene for almost no reason like and I don't know like there's a video floating about online where like you walk up to like a small gap and then it changes to a cutscene while he jumps over the gap and then it comes back to gameplay and you're like could you not have just had an animation for jumping a gap? Like, there's some weird things like that that almost, like, feel quite old, but it's an interesting game. Like, I've seen some people really high on it, others not so much, saying that it's put them off. I fall more on the positive side just now, but I have played maybe 45 minutes of the three-hour demo, so maybe I would feel differently after I play the three hours, but... I would certainly recommend that everyone gives it a download and checks it out because it's free and if you like it, your progress carries over so you may as well give it a go. There's also there's four different character classes that you can choose from so there's a lot of replayability in the demo so you've got nothing to lose checking it out so do so. Yeah, I will. I'll check it out. Cool. So I have obviously been playing more Animal Crossing the Mario... Um, goodies have now been released but because I'm like a saver I didn't realise that you can only buy five things from Nook Shopping per day 
I didn't know that either. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't tend to splurge that often in my Animal Crossing kingdom, so it's going to take me a while to build my little Mario-themed world. Yeah, yeah. why did he do that? To make you go back and play the next day. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like all, a lot of things in Animal Crossing are built around making you come back, mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like every day, there's a bloody weed growing somewhere. You know what I mean? That you mm-hmm. need to pull out. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. <laughs> so I played some of that, and I've also dabbled in a bit of Dirt Dirt Five on the Xbox Series X. Just fancied playing a racing game, um, and this is actually like the eighth title in the series i think they've done a few spin-offs which is why this one's dark five um but it's very arcade style which is way more up my street than trying to drive realistically i don't i don't do braking i just you mm-hmm. know fire around the corners as fast as i possibly can without crashing. yeah and that i think yeah that's that's the appeal mm-hmm. you know with this game for me um it lends itself to a kind of better for a next gen launch title because it's got a broader appeal that way but yeah, I think the dark games are like the perfect cross between simulation and, and arcade. Yeah. Well, like Gran Turismo is pretty much geared towards like gearheads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's very much mm. uh, like so in depth, and it, but the driving's so realistic. Mm. Um, whereas this is a bit easier. To yeah, play. but the the I just it sounds silly, but I was so impressed with the dart. Like it looks amazing. It's so impressive. Like on the road and then when it splashes up onto your car I think just visually it's really appealing and a lot of the places that you go to like just the you know the backdrops and stuff yeah, are really looks nice yeah it, it's nice to play yeah you were playing it last night uh, when I was sort of dicking about in the laptop mm. and it did it looked really good like just it's I like, like you said it sounds silly but the way the dirt splashes up <laughs> just like in the the sort of there was like puddles in the dirt that just looked incredible mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if Andy's ever seen you playing racing games but you are particularly good I mean I, I don't want to brag but I didn't lose a race and well I've not lost a race in the duration that I've played it thus far I've completed <laughs> chapter one yeah and I've been first every single time oh there's lo- the so on- I, I'm kind of I'm thinking about upping my, my difficulty level because you know, I, you I need a bit yeah. more of a challenge. Yeah. Well that's the thing there's there's like loads of times when I've been playing games you know you play some games and then there's like a racing section like mm-hmm. it's Jess is the go to like <laughs> I get her to do them because I'm just not very good at it and like I like that was when we sat down last night you said the only issue I have with this game so far is that I think it's too easy do you think it's on the easiest setting mm-hmm. and I was like well It'd be very rare for a game to start on easy. Usually it starts on normal. Normal, yeah. But I was watching her play and she's just pinging around this course. <laughs> like, ha- like not lapping somebody, but like half a lap ahead of the guy in second place. And I was like, maybe you do have it in easy. But she went and checked and like she's playing it on normal and there's an easy and a very easy mode. So it was the third level up. So, I mean, maybe you will need to bump it up, but... You are, I mean, you always have been pretty good at racing games. Yeah, there's, it's good fun. Like, I think there's, like, some ice courses and stuff like that, which I think are probably my favourite, just because you can drift around the corners and stuff. But, yeah, good fun. I'll definitely go and play more. Okay, so shall we move on to our book club game? I, why, why did you call it a book club game? Because it's not a book. It's not... We. Game club, is that? Aye, uh, game club. We need we need an actual name for it. I haven't had time to come up with an actual. I think the reason it's called a book club because 
you, that's what you, you don't that's really get. The, the ideas came from. Aye, the yeah. idea came from like, or you meet together once a month for the book club. Mm-hmm. So the idea came from that. Okay. But yes, it's it's certainly well, not as a we, book. As we've learned, I'm be- better at coming up with names than you. So for next week, I'll conjure up something better. Right, you could have done that before and made not made me look like a dick on this week's podcast. Uh, yeah. While you're sitting pretending to work. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to share? The game. Yep, so Game Club game <laughs> for February was Alien Isolation. Full disclosure, because I have been working so much, I didn't get a chance to finish this. I didn't realise that it's about 20 hours long, so I probably got more, just over a third of the way in. I, I planned to have it finished, but just with a few different reviews coming up and working pretty much 80 hours a week has killed my soul basically <laughs> so i can i can speak to what i played so far andy i know you completed the game yeah uh, and we did get a few questions in but what i played of it i really liked like i'd been wanting to play this game since launch and just for one thing or another i just hadn't been able to but I really like it. The atmosphere in it is that's that's the first thing I noticed is they nailed the atmosphere. Yeah, like if you if you're a fan of the films, well, I'm I'm a fan of the first two films because the rest after that are kind of shite. Mm -hmm. But they've totally nailed the atmosphere of the Alien films. Yeah, so much tension. Aye, that's the thing. you're shining yourself right away. Aye, even though you know it's 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 not going to pop out right away. But it makes you feel as if it could, like any minute. Yeah. Uh, I mean, essentially, the game is there's not a lot of gunning in the game. You I mean you don't get much ammo when you do get a gun. I mean, it's very limited that yeah. way. So it's more about using the 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 motion tracker, and uh, so basically, you'll get like a motion tracker, and you can kind of things that are moving in the screen. You'll start to go. And then just even that and noise as alone, as that accelerates, your heart rate accelerates. Oh, start you start shining yourself, and then if you when you actually first see the alien like this anymore for the first time, it's fucking terrifying. Because then you realise, like quite soon into the game, that you don't have any defence against it. Yeah. So basically, this thing's stalking you all the way through the game, and I just thought that was a really cool mechanic. I mean, you don't really get that a lot in, in games. Definitely, you can't kill it, so yeah. you basically just got to hide. But it's not like one of these things where you can just like, oh, I'll hide under this desk and I'll just stay here for ages until it goes away. It will get you eventually. Yeah. So you can't just hide somewhere for, for 10 minutes. You've got to keep on kind of moving, which adds to the tension again because you're like, well, I've got to go, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you're kind of cramming yourself again. But uh, yeah, the story and everything in this game was, was pretty cool. How it's uh, Ripley's daughter. Yeah, and she's yeah. trying to find out what happened to her mum, and it's just it's pretty well put together for for a game adaption. This, exactly, this is, yeah. Like when I, you th- when you think about, it, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a in fact Aliens Colonial Marines, the yeah, game that came out the year before it, and yeah. it was an absolute abomination of yeah. a title. Like to get that Alien Isolation the year after, I think was just like a sigh of relief was oh, breathed. Like like, finally. It was kind of like a sleep out as well because it wasn't like a big release. Yeah. But because uh, it kind of flew under the radar for me. But I remember playing it and thinking, this is a, for me, this is like a triple A game. It's, oh, like, it's, I it's that yeah. good. 
and it reminds it reminds me of Dead Space, like the tension in Dead Space when you first played that. Yeah. But also as well, it reminds me of I don't know if you played this game, uh, Redduck. Escape from uh-huh. Butcher Bay. I love that, that game. That was a, those games were amazing. Like when they remade it as well, and added the extra bit into it. Yeah, um, that game is amazing. I, I wish they would. I game. wish they would make that again. I know it was so good, uh, but it, it it reminded me of that. Like how good because I was. That's another obviously adaption for a film. Yeah, uh, and you don't get many good games that are adaptions from from no, films. No, exactly. Aye. And those two are probably two of the the best ones. I think. Definitely. One of the things that I really liked about it, like, I, normally in gaming, I like convenience. Like, I like, I don't know, see if I die and my last checkpoint was 15 minutes beforehand. I just, you, normally, I just yeah. start to get annoyed. But I really liked in Alien Isolation how you, you, had, to you had to save yeah. at the, the phones. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think it works really well with that in survival horror. It's the same with Resident Evil when well, you had to t- save at the typewriter. It would take away for the. T- I mean, it's the same with Resident Evil. It would uh-huh. take away for the tension part of the game. That's if it, you aye. can just like, pick up and basically go right from where you left off, because that's yeah. the whole point of you might have to play an extra like ten minutes again. Absolutely, because you're fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and like in most games, it would just annoy me. But in like you say, in survival horror, it works for this game. Aye, mm-hmm. because it would completely remove the tension. You just be like, ah, well, there's no. There's no, there's no consequence. No consequence yeah. for dying. So what does it matter? Whereas, like, if you haven't had a save in half an hour mm-hmm. and that fucking alien appears, you're I like, know, oh my betr- god! I, I swear that. to God. Yeah, and the ten- there you go. The tension we build up again, yeah. wasn't it? So Brian went in and said, "Do you think the game benefited from having no real combat, or would you have you preferred it to be more action focused?" No, because you there's too many the action games out there, yeah. anyway. So this is this sets itself apart from. If you were just games. shooting the alien, it would have ruined the game. Yeah, like if it was, if you were shooting aliens for fifteen hours well, or whatever, it would have just aye, in it, basically aye. just shooting. No, definitely, it would. I, I don't think it would have worked like that. It, no. it worked based on what it was. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, there was one point, as I said, I was playing that a wee bit at work, and we were talking about like the good audio design and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. had headphones on at one point, oh, and. I was sneaking about and a guy came into the, one of the other workers came into the room I was in <laughs> and I fucking shit myself because <laughs> I was like trying to be like sneaky and I hadn't noticed he'd come into the room and you know that way out the corner of your eye you're like, you can sense there's somebody. somebody in this room. I'm like, <laughs> <"Is there anymore?" laughs> I'm like, I somehow ended up in the game. I was terrifying. <laughs> shit myself. Hey, John, John also wrote in and asked, what other IP would you like to see make a similar kind of game? For me, it would be Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Well, I say, I'm going to say Jurassic Park would be a cool idea, but they actually have sort of done it. There's a Oculus VR game called hmm. Jurassic World aftermath i think i've got it i've got the bloody game but uh, it's a similar type of thing it's not as scary because you know the telltale walking dead games mm-hmm. the sort of hand-drawn kind of art yeah the, the graphics are like that but at the same point it's in vr which adds to the sort of terror of it mm-hmm. so it's really cool i mean you're in uh I've, again i haven't completed it i've not a chance to have the oculus on for about a month now but you've all oh, you can't attack this it's like a raptor and you cannot yeah. attack it you've got to hide so you're trying to go about this they are the scariest dinosaurs mm. aye 
but it's so it's on the island and you're sneaking about uh, inside this facility and you're trying to hide but when the raptor appears you've got to hide right and it's it's quite tense even though the graphics obviously are quite cartoony so I, I can understand why he's wrote that in because it is a game at the moment that's exclusive to Oculus, so it's, it's not going to have a similar the, idea with the Raptor and the Xenomorph. Yeah, kind of play it, the same it, part. It's just it's just not got the the reach at the moment because it's it's locked on Oculus. But mm. I would love to see like a full Jurassic Park game like that on mm. consoles. Like it'd be awesome. Can't th- can mm. you think of any other IPs that would be good for it? I no, really. I was trying to wrap my brain there, but no. There's not that many, is there? Like, Jurassic Park is the sort of go-to, I would say. Yeah. No, that's a good shoot for you. I suppose you could do like a Godzilla one or something like that, but even then, like I don't, I think, don't think it would work as well as Jurassic Park. Or they could remake uh, Dino Crisis. Oh, God, please. And they could do it more, like, have more tension and have more like that kind of style. That would be brilliant. i tell you something, if... If we ever want to give up on throwing shit at dominoes and focus all our efforts on a new Dino Crisis, I'm all for it because I would love a, a new game. Dino Crisis. Well, I remember it being a brilliant. I remember enjoying it when I was playing. I, I don't. It. We couldn't. You couldn't play it now, but no. like, see if they remade it. Like Christ, they're remaking all these Resident Evil games. Like, give us Dino Crisis. I'd lose my shit if they announced a remake of Dino Crisis. <laughs> I've been only two. <laughs> oh no! Honestly, like I, I've put uh, shouts out on Twitter before about if one game could be remade, what would it be? And see, more often than not, Dino Crisis is like it's Dino Crisis <laughs> and Metal Gear One are right. the two most right. things Come that are, that people say to me. Maybe I just follow particularly weird individuals, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> Don't say that about our followers. They know they're weird. We're, we're weird. That's true. It's cool to be weird. <laughs> okay, do you want to share with us what next game, next month's game is going to be? Yes, I... One that I can play that's not scary. It's one that you can play that's not scary. Good. It's one that's funny. So this is a game that in 2019 was honestly in my top three most anticipated games because of the game that the team made beforehand and it came out I got to play an hour of it and because of reviews I get completely sidetracked and I've never been back so for the game for March is going to be After Party which is a narrative funny game I don't know how you'd say it it's, it's, it's not a comedy game but it's really witty and funny and it's it's quite short, so everyone should have enough, myself included, should have enough time to get through it in the month of March. And yeah, we'll be discussing that at the end of March, but it's it's I know it's going to be a belter of a game and it should give us some funny talking points as well. Okay, sounds good. Um, if you do want to join in and play along with us this month, then we will leave some details on our website of the game and where you can get it. You can get it on the internet. <laughs> Thanks for that addition, Craig. So our next section is the shitty platinum of the week. (laughs) Craig, will you enlighten us with what you've got in store for us? Yes, this one was particularly shitty. (laughs) It popped up. It's because it took you more than one attempt to do. Is that what it is? How angry was I? Yeah, pretty angry. Oh my god! It's called Thunder Flash, and it's shit. It's <laughs> it's 
He's got no time to complete good games, but he's got time to do <laughs> shit like this. Hey, commitment to the commitment to the, to the shitty platinum of the week here. Don't see you doing any shitty platinums. No. I've got I've got to hold this whole section down myself because you two won't pull your weight. Uh, so it'd been released this week, and one of the reasons I picked it up was because it's actually two shitty platinums. A lot of trophy hunters will know that. A lot of these Ratalika, or Ratalika, or however you pronounce the developer, these games, they used to always bring them out cross-buy. So you would pay, they're all three ninety nine, pounds and you would buy it and you would get a Vita version and a PS4 version. Mm-hmm. So if you had a Vita, you could get two Platinums for three ninety nine. Great deal. But <laughs> there was a thing where last year that came in where it's more expensive to publish a game on Vita now. So they binned that. Mm-hmm. So for a while, you could only get the PlayStation 4 version. But now with some of their games, you pay the three ninety nine and you get a PlayStation 4 version and a PlayStation 5 version, which is what happened with this. So at the moment, I only have the one Platinum because I was a pretty annoyed after I got it and I haven't went back for the second one. It's supposed to be extremely easy which i think it is to be fair i mean certainly the the sort of single player campaign it's actually it's not i was annoyed by it by the end but it's a it's the type of game that see back in the days of the snes if you had played it you'd be like this is actually quite good it's a it's a snes game basically you're it's running gun and the whole thing is it's just really easy you just basically have to barrel through all these people you can die but if you die you can add more credits on so it gives you more life so you just keep battling through it takes about 25 minutes but then there's one trophy left at the end where you have to go into a survival mode and you have to kill a hundred enemies before you die now i'd watched there's a guy i bad driver i or whatever it is he does a lot of trophy and achievement guides so i'd watched his guide before going in and he said when you come to this mode don't worry about it just shoot the enemies you don't even have to dodge the incoming attacks you'll easily kill 100 people before you lose all your life. Fair enough. So the first time I do it, I'm battering through a bunch of folk, and then right before I get to 100, our son comes through, distracts me, and I get killed, and I died at 97. So I wasn't pleased. <clears throat> the next, say, I would say, three or four times I did it, it just somehow became miles harder. I don't understand what it was. Yeah, for some reason, it it just was much harder. And I was saying to you, you were watching me do it. And I was even trying to dodge the incoming attacks, but you just, no matter what, I was dying at 50, 60. It just seemed a lot more difficult. So I sat it down for an hour and a half. Because when something's supposed to be easy and it turns out it's not, it's frustrating. So I came back to it after about an hour and blasted through it. I wasn't dodging, and I killed 100 people, no bother. This is supposed to be an easy platinum. <laughs> Pretty much. But that, that's the thing, like, something in the game changed. Like, it just became harder because I didn't do it that first time. And then because I put it off and went away and came back, then it was easy again. And it wasn't anything to do with what I was doing because the time I did get the 100, I literally wasn't dodging at all. So... What do they call it? Maybe it's the game doing that rubber banding thing. It must have been something or a glitch or something, but it, it just yeah, randomly... you're doing too easy, like, and then uh, you're doing too I'd... well, and then it starts pulling you back. So I, I will go back for the second Platinum. It's it's all right. It's 25 minutes out of your life, and you get a nice 
shiny platinum. And then if you can be bothered going back for a second one, if you've got a PlayStation 5, then you'll get two. So that's shitty platinum of the week. Okay, thanks very much. Moving on to news. We've got a couple of things to get through this week. So after our last recording, Sony held their first state of play in 2021. That was last Thursday. And while they showed off some good-looking games, it left many fans disappointed. What did you guys think? Yeah, I, I personally wasn't disappointed, but I think I, I always go into these shows with sort of managed expectations. Like, I'm not expecting them to shadow drop God of War 2 or something like that. Like, yeah. you, go on, you go on Twitter during the day before one of these conferences and folk think that, I don't know, they're going to your PlayStation's going to start shitting out £100 notes and they're going to give you five games for free and like, it's just not going to happen. Like These state of plays are supposed to be small updates on upcoming games and that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So there was ten games in total showcased and first up they showed Crash Bandicoot. Looks alright. Yeah. I mean, it's... It, see, the, it looks exactly the same as it did before. I mean, I'm sure when you play it on... A 4K TV, it's going to look a bit better and it's going to run at 60 frames instead of 30, but it's still That's just... That's what they kind of said, basically, was mm-hmm. they kept on touting the fact that it's going to be like that, essentially. Uh, it, I for 4K. It, it did seem a bit strange that, like, a lot of these conferences, they tend to open with something pretty cool mm. and then finish with something pretty cool. So when Crash Bandicoot first came up, I thought, oh, must be getting DLC for it or something, but... It seemed like a strange thing to open with, and just they did about five minutes on just going, it looks a bit nicer. Mm. Here you go. I think that kind of almost mm-hmm. set the tone of the rest of it, though, didn't it? You know, like you're saying, like a lot of people were disappointed, and I think that was kind of it, you know. Final Fantasy VII was probably the biggest news that came out of it. It's getting a PlayStation 5 upgrade called Intergrade, and will include some PS5 exclusive DLC that focuses on new party member Yuffie. Mm, she looks very annoying. <laughs> you didn't play through the original Final Fantasy, no? No. No, I'd, no I'd, not for me. No, I, I played the remake and I actually really enjoyed it, but I, I didn't like the original, but seemingly no. she was like an optional character in the original right. game. Oh, so God. they're sort of bridging the story, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I don't know that it's something that I would go back to. Like the the DLC doesn't overly appeal to me, and is it not more? Because the way they described it is it's episodic. So is that the way they're doing this remake? Because they're doing like almost episodes. Aye, well, the Final Fantasy VII Remake was apparently only about the first six hours of Final no, that's Fantasy. What that's what I mean. Yeah. So I like the remake part two will likely come out in two or three years, and even that won't be all of Final Fantasy VII. That's mental. Ah, it's they're, they're really kind of stretched now. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange way to do it, and then to bring out DLC to sort of bridge it together and stuff yeah. like that. It's it's yeah. a bit weird. The bit I found the weirdest, and I'd pointed this out to you at the time, Jess. I don't know if you noticed it, Andy, but they were they focused a lot, obviously, on the PS5 upgrades. They were showing, oh, here's here it is on PS4, and here it is on PS5, and mm, there was I've multiple there was multiple times I was like, the PS4 bit looks better, like. There's not much in it. I know. Well, there, I, there definitely wasn't much in it, but there was definitely one or two of the occasions that I thought the the old version looks a bit more detailed. Like hmm. they seem to be touting this as if it was some sort of oh look what we've done. And I thought 
you're, you're not impressing anybody. I mean, you did. Obviously, there was a lot of Final Fantasy fans that were creaming themselves, but yeah, I I didn't. No, I didn't think the I didn't think the upgrade looked particularly strong, to be honest. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm is finally coming out. It was dated for April six and will be free on PlayStation Plus, which is cool. This is cool. I, I quite like these games. I remember it was another like basically one of the first launch games for the PlayStation. Age I of, played it a- as a kid. Yeah. I, I can't remember when it came out, but what I rem- I have vivid remem vivid memories. Vivid memories. <laughs> I have vivid memories of having a demo of Abe's Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I think it came in like a PlayStation magazine. And yeah. I loved the demo. Although at, at, it, yeah. at the time, I think, see the fact that you could press a button and make them fart. Like, I was, <laughs> at, I was at an age where that was particularly funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it must have been quite early Farts in the PlayStation. Oh, aye. I'm a comedy genius. <laughs> but, um, oh, that's Buckle Jess because she has to listen to me fart all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You've got your own language with your farts. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think this looks quite cool. Like I'm, I'm up for some more, some more Abe. Well, it, so, look, it looks awesome. I'll definitely have a play through this. Yeah, it's basically the fact they're giving it away free. Yeah. I know that's like, cool. Ap- apparently, this game was supposed to come out in like 2018 or something. It's been delayed for fucking yeah. ages. So, like, I remember when it when it popped up when we were watching the the stream. I was taking notes, and when Abe's I was about to say Abe's Odyssey. When Oddworld Soulstorm came up, I started typing Oddworld Soulstorm, blah, blah, blah. And then I'd, I'd wrote, will this game ever come out? Question mark, question mark. And then the date popped up and I was like, oh, fucking hell, delete, delete. <laughs> it's coming out. Uh, Deathloop was shown off again and looks great. It's meant to be out on 21st of May, but actually they didn't show any date on the trailer, did they? No, that was a bit concerning. Mm. I foresee a delay, another delay, because it's been delayed before, but if a game's due out in mm, two months. and a half months yeah, and you put out a new trailer for it, why do you not put a fucking date on it? But then there's, look, it contradicts itself, because why would they put a trailer out like that if they mm. don't want to start generating the buzz? Because it's That's coming true. out, you know what I mean? The trailer looked cool, though. Like It was very oh, Bond, look, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. It looks fucking awesome. Aye. It really does. Just uh, it was it really was like it was it was very much like a Bond opening song like yeah. it, it really I, I sort of that captured that. I that but some of the gameplay footage I'm hoping it's actual gameplay and not like a pre-rendered kind yeah. of like, uh, this is what the game can do. But the way it was like jumping through windows and spinning around and then having different guns and then you're shooting a machine gun, but then all of a sudden the dual wielding dual wielding pistols and that. It just looked fucking amazing. It looked so smooth. I think I think it will play like that. Like based on how Dishonored played, I I think they will. They'll do it. Aye. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be quite difficult. Like it'll be one of yeah. these games where you see people posting videos like look at the kill streak I managed to go on. Yeah. And I'll be like, ah, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Pumped. Yeah. I think the one I'm most excited about is Kenna Bridge of Spirits. It was dated for August 24th and will release for the modest price of $40. I just think it looks, the animation I think is 
up my street. It's very Pixar type thing. Well, it looks um, it looks like a a Pixar movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that the the developers behind it were originally animators. Is that right? Or this is their first game. Yeah, they're, they're original. Looks they amazing. Yeah, it does look good. So I think they're definitely going to nail the animation. It's just whether they can nail the gameplay mm. as well. Because yeah. from what I understand, this is their first game, but everything they've shown off looks yeah. awesome. It does look really good. Yeah. But it's how it feels when you're playing it, though. Aye. Because you can... A lot of games look awesome these days. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's just the generation we're in. Yeah. But it's how it feels in your hands and does it play well. Exactly. Well, hopefully, hopefully it will, because it does look good. Yeah, I hope it does well. You can pre-order it just now for, I think it's like £34. Like, I mean, don't mm. be wrong, I like a bargain, but when I saw that price, I was almost like, Oh, I hope I hope that's not. That's weird. Do you know what I mean? It's I, like it seems like a game that should cost more. Yeah. So while I'm happy that it's going to cost less, you almost look at it and go, "Is wow. there a reason for that? Yeah. <laughs> What's, is it like an hour long, or is it not going to be as good as? Is it not going to be as good as we think it is? Like, hopefully, it's just great value. But I don't know. Sometimes, like we've been talking about Returnal and saying nobody's going to pay seventy pound for that, which I don't think they are, and we can go into that, but. This one, you're almost looking going, I hope that's not a lack of confidence that they're going to sell at that price because people are excited about it. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce this one. I can't remember. Sifu. Sifu, yeah. It's, it's like a kung fu. I can't even say that either. You can't say kung fu. <laughs> kung fu brawler. Kung fu. This look cool as fuck. Wow. I think I might need to retire from being the host here. <laughs> yes, we'll take it from here. It does look really cool, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks. I mean, again, it's how it feels. But it, if it if it feels look weighty, yeah, it, it could be awesome because it, it just looked again. It looked fucking brilliant. Uh, it was like a mix of like John Wick and the Raid. Like, yeah, just mm. uh, it just looks so cool. Like I, I hope it's not. I hope you have a lot of like control over what you're doing. Mm. Like when I saw that instantly in most games if you had a scene like that it'd be like quick time events and you're like right, well, yeah, the press, whole game can't be quick time and then it does look like a whole animation for you yeah they, they, this, the team that made this they made a game before called Absolver which was like a multiplayer game I I'd heard of it but I'd certainly never it'd never been on my radar I'd never played it so I looked up a video of it and it you, it, you can certainly see that Absolver might have like morphed into this, and apparently it was pretty good. It this looks better though, yeah. so I hope that they've taken what people liked in Absolver and managed to like sort of adapt it into what they've got here. But the game looks really, really cool. I, re- I really like how apparently if you die, then you respawn like a little bit older. See how in the trailer like you saw him gradually Aye, getting older through then, time. Yeah, no, and he's like all of a sudden he woke up with a beard, and I was like, what's going on here? Uh, so apparently if, if each time you respawn you respawn a little bit older and mm. I think like a little bit more skilled as well so obviously as you get older you get better at stuff but then there's a tipping point where well, then you start, start to, to fucking better. decline ah, yeah. and become a decrepit old man yeah. and uh, hopefully that doesn't happen in the game like if you, die, cool if, you, if you die 10 times you're a master but if you die 20 times you're just hobbling along <laughs> and yeah. pounded on but That's the weird. game looks class interesting to see 
There was obviously a few more games that we've not mentioned that were included. We did do a recap on our website at puredeadgaming.com if you want to check that out, if you didn't watch the, the full show. Um, sticking with PlayStation, less than 24 hours after the state of play, the PlayStation Plus games from March were announced, and it's another excellent month of games. Heading up the list is PlayStation 4 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake, but we also have VR shooter Farpoint, action role-playing third-person shooter Remnant from the Ashes, and the new PlayStation, uh, new PlayStation 5 release, Maquette. Is that how you say that one? I believe so. I'd never heard of this game before it was announced as a PlayStation Plus game. And I think it's some sort of first-person puzzle game that's supposed to be relatively acceptable. But it's not really something that I'm going to play. Yeah, but it's a good month. It. It's a pretty good month, to be fair. Like PlayStation Plus is paying for itself ten times over. Yeah. And don't forget, we've got the Ratchet and Clank is out as well. Ah, it's free now for the for next one. PlayStation what? Network users, and then there's also the Destruction All Stars that's been extended to April sixth. I want to say. Right. Cool. Uh, it's, it's the whole month that Ratchet and Clank's free, is that right? Up to the 31st of March, you can download it, and then obviously it's yours to keep thereafter. Aye. Uh, if anyone, anyone doesn't own Ratchet and Clank and they don't download that in the month of March, I'm personally going to come round to their house and punch fuck out them <laughs> because that's a brilliant game that everyone should own. Yeah, especially if it's going for free. Aye. Uh, you can't get much better than that. But the PlayStation Plus, it's on a roll. Like, they've this year they've they've really stepped up like control last month and now final fantasy 7 remake won a lot of game of the years last year mm. in different places like i never liked the original game this one's genuinely good if you haven't played it andy give it a shot it's totally different and it's actually it's worth playing it's certainly worth checking out it's a big game to get for not for free but as part as part of your subscription I would definitely recommend checking out. It's one of these games that's hardly been on sale as well, so it's not like a bargain bin edition or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farpoint is meant to be a decent VR shooter. I played a little bit of it. It was the game that they sold with the scope, the the big sort of gun, um, but that didn't really take off. I think you can play it without it, though. I think. And I... Have you ever heard of Remnant from the Ashes? No, but I looked it up when I seen it was on. Uh, I think it reviewed all right, didn't it? It's 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 got like average reviews basically. Right. So it's, it seems like a like a seven to eight kind of type game. You see, to be fair, you get you get some of those seven to eight games that are just uh, really fun. I'll I'll be putting it on my my library anyway. That's for sure. Oh, you may as well. Like, there's no point in, in not. But I I'll, I'll maybe check it out. It looks. It looks alright. Either way, like I mean, it's a hell of a month again. That's six games this month, if you include them extending Destruction All Stars and then Free Ratchet and Clank. And after Ratchet and Clank goes, they're putting something else in. They haven't just they just haven't announced what it is yet. So uh, the value you can get just now from these services is it's mental. It's really good. Like if you were if you're the type of person that doesn't need to play the latest release when it comes out you could get by just on this. Mm-hmm. That's four games in the space of a month. You'd be a month completing those games. Okay, so the next Need for Speed game has been internally delayed. Criterion had been hard at work on the next entry in the series, but have instead put the project 
on ice to help dice with Battlefield 6. The thinking is that EA's most recently acquired studio, Codemasters, who are responsible for Dirt as well, will fill the gap with a racing release this fall. I mean, it makes sense because although Need for Speed's a big franchise, Battlefield's bigger and Battlefield hasn't been around for the last, what, two years? So they'll be wanting to make a big splash this year and they always like to go up against Call of Duty. So with the amount of delays that are happening just now, they probably made this decision early doors just to make sure they had the manpower to get that game out this fall because they won't want it delayed. And with Codemasters on board, they've got the racing genre pretty much sewn up, don't they? They can pretty much do what they want. Did you see, you know, we're talking about Anthem. Uh-huh. Uh, it's basically just cancelled. Aye, that's it gone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I knew that was going to happen. We, you know I mean? we spoke about that. We knew like it's, it's done. They spent a year. I mean, they, they fucked up the first time by just releasing a half-assed game. Spent about a year trying to fix it, and then just thought ah, this is unfixable. Imagine, imagine you were part of that Bioware team, and you'd spent a year of your life trying uh, to fix the original fuck up, and then you get told. Nah, it doesn't matter. No, Forget we're it. moving on to something else. I would it? honestly, I'd be in the bathroom greeting. But the problem, I, mean, I imagine they're probably at the point as well, though, where they're like, thank God. Aye. Like, I mean, it can't, the, 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 the sort of the salvage operation can't have been going very well. No. no. <laughs> every day they're going to their work going, this isn't fixable. <laughs> this is shite. We've made it worse. They can't even fly now. Reset Era has dug up information from the Board of Los Angeles Convention and Tourism to confirm that the E3 2021 live event has been cancelled. Notably, though, talks are reportedly going on for 2022 and 2023 events. Covid, isn't it? Yeah. Good old Covid. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I know a lot of people really dislike E3, but I... I always look forward to it. Like, I always refer to it as gaming Christmas. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, there was a lot of people wanted it to go away and they just they were sick of it. And, oh, it's just, the whole thing's just a big disappointment. It'd be better if people just announced their games when they're ready and stuff like that. And th- there's arguments to be made for both sides. Uh, but that's like, a good point, though, because sometimes people rush stuff to be ready for it, like just try and Aye. get it on E3 when yeah. maybe it's not ready for it. Uh, oh, and then that's what sets these unrealistic timetables. Watch Dogs. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, know. I remember when Watch Dogs was first announced Aye. and the concept and you're like, that's, I just thought it seemed like too much. You oh, know I, mean? and I remember it, that trailer. And it, it seemed like so complex what they were saying you could do and then it was really basic. Yeah. It was such a Aye, disappointment. They just couldn't live up to it. No. No, too too much promise. Uh, it's a perfect example of it, but like on the other side, like I mean, I, I love all these little state of plays and different things like that. But I mean, the the downside of not having E three is that we're getting these small conferences like every second week, and it's just mm. another one, another one, another one. Whereas if E three was still around, then just the big one on it. Aye, there would be late. Like everyone would try and peak for hold that off. moment. Aye, aye. hold off till E three, basically. Yeah, so mm. I don't know. There's there's pluses and minuses about it. Like I don't know. I don't know what I'd prefer. Like it's sort of there's so many pluses and negatives to each way of doing it that I just I don't know. I'd prefer E three was still about 
Uh, th- th- see, see that day when like Microsoft would go at like five o'clock. I mean, our time, yeah, yeah. five p.m. And then Sony would be at like one in the morning. Like that was an exciting day. And you'd have Ubisoft in between, and it was always is it Aisha Tyler? Yeah, the girl. Uh, she used yeah, to be yeah. friends. Yeah, I. Uh, she would always host a Ubisoft event. Like I don't know. I just really enjoyed it. You'd be she live tweeting it. Aye, yeah. she's really funny. Um, I miss that. I do miss it. But yeah, I don't know. By the time it comes to twenty twenty two, like the the company that sort of does it, they're bleeding money. So whether they'll even mm. still be able to do it, then I don't know. I know. I saying, but are people going to survive until COVID ends? Which is what a lot of businesses and stuff are in that situation, aren't they? Really holding on with a fingernails. Indeed. I suppose time will tell, won't it? Okay, so our pick of the week for this week is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Like a dragon <laughs> burned for the very first time. That's a nicer thing that I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I mean, again, I was tempted to say Hot Brass because I was so enamoured with that game, but it did technically come out last week. Uh, and also, <laughs> I just thought I wouldn't go with that because it's on Steam and a lot of our listeners are console gamers and they wouldn't have access to it just now, so it felt a bit... I don't know, given that the game of the weekend and the majority of people can't play it, seemed a bit shit. Yakuza Like a Dragon has technically been out since late last year. It's only the PS5 upgraded version that's coming out, but the reviews it got were really, really good, and it's supposed to be an excellent game. So it just seemed like a the choice to make this week uh, everyone I've spoke to that's play it, played it has recommended it to me has tried to convince me to play it so I think it's it's the game to go for this week cool. let us know if you do pick it up and play and let us know your thoughts some feedback we'll wrap things up just shortly some feedback from our listeners um, we spoke last week about do you take breaks during gaming and we had some chat on Twitter about that, didn't we, Craig? Yeah, so obviously everyone has different habits and things like that. So I put out on Twitter just to get some ideas of what breaks people take. I'll just read out a few of these. We had Dash, who replied saying, depends how hooked I am on the game, but usually every one to two hours. I put in major hours into God of War without drinking. <laughs> water even <laughs> and the next thing i was in the er wait a minute <laughs> no. i haven't read this yet so i need to i need to i put in major hours into god of war without drinking water even and the next thing i knew i was in the er squirming from pain of a kidney stone hydrate y'all <laughs> jesus christ dash <laughs> i like i've obviously clicked like on that and i haven't properly read it i need to reply to that guy <laughs> Uh, Chris has replied saying when my bladder dictates it which fair enough then Gamers Alibi has said it depends if I'm close to the finish I usually go into the zone and everything except my cat and dog get ignored otherwise I tend to have a lot of breaks for food pets phone calls and of course bathroom breaks yep no one be urinating on themselves, please. <laughs> uh, Dave had wrote in and said, I don't need to take breaks when gaming, but I also don't seem to do long sessions anymore. Three hours would be around my maximum limit now. Then Alex has said, I don't get many uh, gaming sessions long enough to take breaks, which I'm sure a lot of people can 
attest to. Our very own Jessica replied saying, never, even if there's a fire. So that's good to know that I might return to No House at some point in the future. Uh, I'll just... We got too many responses to go into, to be honest, but I've got one here. One uh, Sentinel Gaming replied saying, every 30 minutes if I'm playing a single-player game and every fourth round if it's multiplayer, which sounds very regimented. This guy's came with a plan. (laughs) It sounds like an actual line for a company I know. It's like like he's read it off the back of a box and went, I adhere to this. (laughs) Like, as if he's going to get into trouble for saying something else you know? I, like see personally like I just I, I without even thinking about it automatically take breaks all the time because yeah, I stop to tweet because I'm always yeah. on Twitter or m- more often than not the kids need something so like I'll very rarely game for probably more than 20 minutes without a break just because something comes up but yeah. I mean in terms of sitting on the couch with a game on and only small breaks for other things, like I could sit all day. I don't I don't have any set I'm not sentinel gaming. I don't no. I don't I don't have No, I don't have a set routine. Ah, set like routine. an alarm goes off. You you used to be you used to sit and have pretty long sessions though, didn't you? Oh, I remember when the when you... Metal Gear Solid 2 came out yeah and uh, I was so excited for it I literally stayed up for two nights just straight and just wow. played it just played it played it played it you and were I remember very seeing, excited I remember seeing spots you know because I mean? I'd not slept because <laughs> you, you do get to a point where you need sleep you do uh, I and then you, your body starts telling you that you know what I mean so uh, I, I, this I, lad that was in the ER I basically I'm, I just I remember like seeing spots and just being like oh wow this is not right uh, but I just I didn't know why to put it down mm-hmm. and I, I remember being tired but fighting through it uh, and getting to the next stage uh, going to sleep would be a defeat basically and I, and I wanted to play the game I'd just be thinking about playing the game when I was trying to sleep Probably not sleeping because my mind's racing about thinking of playing the game. Aye. I I seem to remember, this could be totally wrong, but I have a sort of memory of, I think it was Max Payne 3. You know, the one that came out on the 360 PlayStation 3. I think I'd been texting you back and forward and you were like, oh, can I borrow that? And I was like, ah, if you want. And you were like, I'll be done within a day or two. And I was thinking, it's a fair it's about 13, 14 hours and right enough like, it was like the next day you were like here you go and you'd finished it yeah. you just bombed straight through it I, I think you did it in like two sessions or something like that I used to put in a lot of like sessions like that Aye. definitely it's hard to do it now I don't think I've got the attention span now to be That's able to the sit thing. there Ah, you get that. older and it, become, it does become harder yeah. like I, I, th- I always think of Terry like he used to have a two screen setup where like he used to live with us and he would be watching a TV show or a film and playing a game, and that's what he would do if he wasn't working, like ninety percent right. of the time. Uh, but now, like I, we keep in touch most days, and like I'll text him, oh, "What you've been playing?" And sometimes now he'll just say, "I haven't had the PlayStation on for three or four days. I'm just too lazy." And like he would never have been like that, but it's mm. just I don't know. You just start to get a bit older, and like things that weren't a hassle before become a hassle. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of questions now. James wrote in and said, What's the best game you've ever played with? <laughs> yeah, this was actually a question from last week, but our DMs weren't working properly, so I wanted to make sure and include it now. 
and like a complete clown never actually thought of an answer when I wrote it down. So this do, you, do you think I it's very difficult. Yeah. It ch- see, for me, it could change day to day. I yeah. think I I would probably say. Dark for, five. No, I was going to say. Because <laughs> she's won every race. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, because it's the. This again. It's mm. San Andreas. No, it's the only game that I've played to the death. Like, and, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I platinumed it, if that was a thing back in. It wasn't like, then, but yeah. now you can platinum it. But I did. I'm if pre- you want to get me platinum 183. Right, I mean, I'll think about it. We won it. <laughs> But I just, you know, I completed everything and I did it multiple times. So for me, like, I think that's probably, you know, the best game for me, given that it it made me play it so much. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm. It does make sense. Mm. Like, for me, it honestly would probably change on the day. Like, depending on the day, depending how I'm feeling, it would, it would change, like... The last, the first last of his game would be way, way up there for me. Um, it depends what, like, what, what way you're looking at it from, though. You're looking at it from a gaming experience, because like, that would be more like The Last of Us. Yeah. Because gameplay-wise, that is kind of basic. That's true. But I wouldn't, It wouldn't be the best game ever gameplay-wise, yeah. No, but then you've got like, GTA Five, where it's an experience, but also there's a lot of different gameplay mechanics yeah. in there. So for something like that, I don't know, it's hard. I mean, I remember there was a game, I just remember that, I always remember this game, and I remember loving it when I was playing it. It was, uh, it was called Beyond Good and Evil. Mm-hmm. It was for the maker, like, I think it's like Peter Ansel, the guy yep. that made Rayman. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed it. to be making a sequel to that know, just now. It went I've, dark I've about four years ago. It. I know, I've followed it for years. and it just. Never I never played the original. Uh, it was a brilliant game. It was right. so it was a really weird game as well. But it was like a third person kind of platforming kind of type game. Uh, but there was so many different like little gameplay mechanics built in uh-huh. that were just like quite cool. Like you had to take pictures like you were a photographer, okay. and you were like basically exposing this uh, big conspiracy on this kind of like futuristic world kind of thing. Mm. And that's how you exposed it. Like you would take pictures of somebody like having a conversation with somebody or he shouldn't be talking to him but then you would also like take pictures of the fauna and like all the animals in the game and stuff like that and it would help you level up and stuff I just remember it being a brilliant game yeah but I'd probably say I'd probably say GTA 5 for the best game it was a phenomenal single player experience like I never really played that much of the multiplayer like I know that's what it's probably best known for now but like I love the sort of three interlinking stories. Oh, like, and how you can just jump into each one's story uh-huh. and then they're doing, like every time you jump into them, they're doing something. That, it's something daft. You would, but, you would switch back to Trevor and he'd be like oh, just running about underwear. his pants, yeah, drugged out his I mean, mind and stuff. So good. Trevor just annoyed me though. I didn't, I didn't want, I loved to, him. I didn't want to be him because I didn't, I, I didn't him. relate to him because he was just he was a wee bit he was a wee bit too much sometimes yeah. wasn't he but uh, still because was... remember when he, he took one there was like some person that they all had beef with so he Trevor kidnapped the wife but then at one point you go back to the trailer and the wife's now not chained up or anything like that she's just making the dinner and oh, stuff because trick. she's uh, she's now his pal uh, <laughs> and he's like yeah see you later love <laughs> 
<laughs> he's I like just, totally, I like, I like totally it's fucking great. I've see on the I haven't really talked about this in the podcast, but see on the P C version, mm-hmm. I've got the VR mod and you can like put the Oculus on and you can play it in VR. That's mental. It's fucking glorious. We need to set it up so you can have a shot. Yeah, it's really cool. Once again it made me feel sick though, so it's oh, a no go for me. It's <laughs> awesome, but see being able to just run about the city in VR. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. Uh, but I, if I was to give an answer, I'd probably say Last of Us. I'll, I'll say Last of Us, but right. it's hard because if I, if I go gameplay-wise, if I go gameplay-wise, like I would honestly probably go for like a sports game because like mm. some of the old sports games I put over a thousand hours into. Yeah, you got to think it that way as well. Like how much actual game time have you put into it? Th- they're Which, honestly... Like, football games would be crazy for us. Yeah. Aye, like... Depending on the year and which gameplay I like best that year, I go between FIFA and PES. But on the PC, like PlayStation now does track your time, but PC always did. And so Origin on PC, I think it was FIFA 14, maybe? 13 or 14? And I had clocked like 1,400 hours on it. Like it was, if I went through it, it was like I'd, be, I'd played an average of like 22 hours a week the whole year. It's like I just, another job. What was Aye. what was your uh, most played game of twenty twenty though? <laughs> Minecraft. Because <laughs> of the because of the boys. See how PlayStation did that roundup. Yeah. The top two games were him. The first one was Minecraft, and the second one was like Sly Cooper Two or something. <laughs> I was like, you little shit. <laughs> Wilson, I made him his own profile in like October. Every time I come in, he's he's looking at another video of what Minecraft. I do just... love it that much. Fucking stampy. Mm. You seen him? Mm. Oh, I'd never tire of bludgeoning the guy, honestly. See if Stampy. see if see if, sta- if that YouTuber Stampy's ever found in a pill of his own blood. It was me. <laughs> St- this is a YouTuber. Aye, St- okay. Stampy the cat. He's got this laugh that would honestly pierce glass. Right. Okay, I'm staying away for that then. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so final question of the podcast today. Glenn wrote in and said, "If you could choose one first party game for Sony to make." a launch title on PSVR 2, what game would it be? And you can you give some details on what type of game it would be, etc.? So that's a game that's already out, but it would Aye, be so VR. He's saying, like, what established IP from Sony, so first-person PlayStation game, first, sorry, oh. not first-person, first-party PlayStation game, would you like to see make the jump to VR as, like, a launch title for PSVR 2? Oh, probably Horizon would play Aye, it. which looks like what they're doing, so that mm. would be awesome. Like... Uh, and probably keep it as the same sort of thing as Horizon is just now. Like I don't want it to be, I don't know, like a Horizon racing game or something. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. that would definitely be cool. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I would love, like, I don't know, like, do you know what I might say actually? Just after this talking about it, maybe Sly Cooper, <laughs> because see how cool Astrobot Rescue Mission is. Yeah. That is one of the best VR games I have ever played. And it's a 3D platformer. Mm. So see if you had like a wee Sly Cooper in front of you and it was like Sly 5 or something like that, mm. I would go mental for that. And we'd never see our son again, so yeah. that'd be grand. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'd maybe say Sly, just to be different. What about you? Anything? No? Yeah. GTA 5? <laughs> <laughs> no, I say. Say, say, sorry, yeah. aye, that's it. Come in and you're boogieing to Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay, I think that wraps things up for this week. Thank you for listening, everyone. 
As always, you can chat to us on Twitter at Pure Dead Gaming. Drop us some feedback, questions, comments. We love to hear from you. And if you would like to watch some of Craig's Let's Play on YouTube, you can head over there. YouTube. Let's plays. <laughs> oh, let's plays. Plural. I did two in the one day. <laughs> I'm giving you your <laughs> moment now, okay? Um, yeah, head to our YouTube channel if you would like. And until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. Cheers. Beow, beow.